reading some monument to last 10 year anniversary reading uh, page 11 when I first saw Walter Cronkite he was in a wheelchair I approached him and asked for an interview Mr. Cronkite hi I'm James Doty with the ABC affiliate here may I have an interview Obviously frustrated with my approach, Walter Cronkite denied the request. No, he said, you need to talk to my people. Who are your people? Who do I need to talk with? Mr. Cronkite pointed to a woman behind him. She informed me there would be no interviews. Then she and her companions whisked Mr. Cronkite into a reception hall. My photographer and I gar stood guard outside. When, a pri when the private reception was over... I went inside and followed Walter Cronkite and his people through the room. I saw my general manager and explained our unsuccessful efforts at getting an interview. He said, we're going to get an interview, just be patient. Finally, we sat down and I interviewed Walter Cronkite about the bizarre presidential race of 2000. I also threw in some questions about his thoughts on news today and diversity. He was quick to say entertainment had long ago taken first place to news. That fact has always tempted me to pursue stand-up comedy, but it scared me to death. Finally, I took a stand-up comedy course in the summer of 2007. I had my first show on July 20, 2007 at the American Legion Club in Converse, Texas. There's so much happening up there on stage, but I'm comfortable. When you can finally laugh and make others laugh about your life, I think you're on to something. And I did comedy, underground comedy, for about, I guess it was 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, five years. And I think I got up to a good 15, maybe 20 minute set. And really you need to get an hour going, and that takes years and years and years. And so I still love to write funny one-liners and uh, come up with funny things, uh, but I've not performed on stage since 2012. Um, it is the scariest thing I ever did, and uh, while I enjoy it, um, I'd rather just uh, write it and uh, put ideas out there, but it takes a lot of energy and work to do stand-up comedy and it's hard to make money at it um and i also felt like i was just carrying on like white trash and so it was difficult to balance that with being a serious journalist um uh, for the rest of my day and um but who knows what the future holds i do enjoy making people laugh and still put funny items out there uh, saddened today because there was a shooting in a newsroom at the Capitol Gazette in Annapolis, Maryland, and five people were killed, and there was a shooter arrested who's accused in the incident. Um, lots of people quickly started blaming and pointing fingers about how certain individuals have cast the press in a bad light. Um, you know, they've brought up mental illness, and I believe the bottom line is, is this person had a resentment from 2012 is what it looks like, 
and I think he tried to sue the newspaper uh, regarding a story that involved him uh, where he was accused of some type of harassment. Um, my experience is today it's very hard to sue anybody and to try to get, get things right unless you have a lot of money. Um, and I don't know the details of the incident, but I think we cannot ignore the fact that when we hurt someone else um, or step on their toes, they will retaliate. And so when they raise concern that they feel they were wronged, instead of squashing them, maybe we should ask, what can I do to make things right? And perhaps they could have uh, reached a settlement where he would have been able to move forward. I'm not excusing what he did. What he did was wrong and he should pay the price and there should be justice. But it did not have to reach this level if we start treating each other with compassion and love and humanity. And just because a corporation has money and attorneys to shut someone out and shut them down, that may not be the answer because, you know, people will be driven to make things right on their own, unfortunately. We've seen that time and time again in our past. Um, so whatever happened, I don't think it had to happen. And so we need to listen when people feel like they've been wronged or upset about something and try to uh, reach a happy medium, some type of resolution to where both parties can move on without this lingering resentment that can lead to people doing crazy things. Um, I... I'm so glad to have a few days off finally, not in a row yet, and the row is coming next week, but I managed to avoid a six-day work week today, this week, and um, I'm thankful for that. I love the overtime, uh, I need the overtime, but I also need my time to get organized and relax and work out and take care of myself. Um... That is about it. I, uh, you know, this Walter Cronkite interview was really the highlight of my career thus far because, um, I mean, who gets to interview Walter Cronkite? And I have a great photo that a professional photographer uh, captured, Randolph Photography captured it, and it shows me interviewing him and his spokeswoman standing behind my photographer, and I'm a young 24-year-old reporter. I might have been 25. And I, the interview led to me meeting my great-uncle, and I met him that night right after the interview, or before. might have been after. But uh, that led to me learning all about my family history back to 1755. And for that, I will be eternally grateful. 
All right, uh, that's all I have for now. One of the things I did today was an old Native American trick, which was to burn sage and clear the air and shoo away negativity and cleanse my spiritual life. And um, I'd never done that. I uh, went to an organic food store to get some honey and started talking to the folks. And they explained to me how that works. I had a friend uh, who did this many, many years ago in her apartment. And I just didn't understand it. I didn't know where it came from. I didn't know it was Native American. It is. And um, so I enjoyed doing that today. All right. Have a wonderful life.